This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the portrait of a city. Nurtured by man's vision and man's enterprise, it was inevitable that nature's generosity would be used wisely and well. Today, the city of San Jose is a splendid monument to a century and a half of American progress. Hello and welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast. Um, I'm producer T. I'm as always. I'm joined by Dylan. Dylan, how are you? We have a goddamn treat this week. We really do. Sometimes we say it, and and it's a little bit of a teaser, <laughs> but uh, it's we, we really mean it. it. Yeah, we, we really mean it. We got Bayou the Benders is joining us on this episode, as he has before. As he has before, uh, a fan favorite. Truly. Returning guest. A fan and a show favorite. We love it. Host yeah. of the New Jersey Devil show. Yeah. And that's why we have him on, folks, because we, we're playing New Jersey as you're listening to this, hopefully. Product Thursday, of New Thursday Orleans. Evening. Yeah. Yeah. This product guy's an animal. of New Orleans. Um, it's I, always a fun interview with him. It is. It's going to be so much fun. And as you guys, if you've heard him before, you guys know it's going to be fun. Like He's got so many takes, and he's a big San Jose fan, too. He is. He so is actually a big San Jose it, fan. He's, he's actually such... A San Jose yep. fan that he has a Brent Burns beard. Yeah, he models it's, it's amazing. himself. He really, it's amazing. literally role models himself after Brent Burns. I mean, how can and, he be, and you can, mentioned he actually does some modeling on the side too. For sure, he this guy just gets better and better. He's getting um, paid. And he's coming on our show today. We're oh, wow. excited! Amazing. Um, it, it really is amazing. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at at. At Bayou Benders. Uh, I was going to throw hours. Uh, well, you were. <laughs> <laughs> I assumed it was Bayou Benders, but I I thought you might, like, on. I just threw just, just right off, under the bus. Just off there, the top folks. of my head, you know. Oh, like, I don't have a thousand Twitter it. handles to remember <laughs> and the phone number. But it is at Bayou Benders. I was See, actually right. I knew that you knew. Oh, oh, great. I knew that you were that good. I'm great that. It's great that I can instill that kind of yeah, confidence you in you. You totally do, right, folks? Uh, anyway, you can follow <laughs> the show at Stick Hungry Pod. You can follow myself at producer <laughs> underscore T E E. Uh, had the dramatic pause. <laughs> right, wow. I that was cool. It's like you were busy doing something. <laughs> uh, you can follow myself at D Y L underscore T H P N. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network at Hockey Pod Net. Check it out for great giveaways, latest episodes. And much, much more. Much more. Uh, so, Dylan, before we throw it over to our amazing interview with Bayou, um, there was something that we kind of wanted to touch on that had happened. Um, some uh, breaking news. I don't know if it's... Wow, actually, it was an appropriate use of the sound finally, clip for once. Finally got it right, folks. Um, you know, it, it was really... So, basically, there's been a big Twitter spat right yeah oh, and Lord. you know it, you've, it you've used that word off. a lot last last episode you Ooh, said spat. spat this episode you said spat too Show so the, that's spat the, the word word of the week word. word of the week word of the week um so basically it's regarding and we talk about him quite often spit and chicklets is regarding paul bizanet yeah and um you all know him we don't have to we go into detail totally. here uh, and basically him and dan carcillo have really gone at it yeah. um on twitter and and they have like in Previous, the past, yeah. they've had some like little, I don't want to say spats because we say it all the time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they've had some little tiffs in, yeah, the, in the past. Yeah, they got a little bit of like history, right? Like, yeah, I don't I don't really know their relationship. It seems like they might talk every once in a while, but also on Twitter every once in a while, they'll, they'll pop off. But this time, it's, uh, it's really heated. It, it really, really is. has, for sure. I mean, 
And it, literally, I mean, we another talked, appropriate <laughs> use of a sound clip. <laughs> this is a prime episode, folks. Um, it kind of relates to what we were talking about last week, uh, not last week, on uh, the earlier episode of the week. Yeah, um, when we, get, Solom- we get mixed up. Yeah, folks. when Solomon called in about uh, Jr. Basically, right. it, it comes from we kind of talked about it in that you know that maybe spitting chicklets were maybe doing a bit, a little bit of damage control after what happened with Jeremy Roenick and, right. and all that going down, and Dan Carcillo openly called out Bizonette and doing it and um, tagged an article that discussed how Bizonette had risen into, you know, quite an influential position that he is. Yeah. Um, basically, Dan Carcillo calling him out and saying that it was damage control for the fallout, tagging the NHL, and Biz did not take it lightly to him. No, he didn't. He came right back at Carcillo saying that, you know, back in the day, you would make racial remarks to me, you, you know, because... Read the whole thing yeah. out? Okay, so Bisnet uh, says, Remember when you used to call me the N-word in the locker room every day in Wilkes-Barre? That, that's quite the name, Wilkes-Barre. It is, isn't it? I thought so. Uh, remember when you had a swastika embroidered on a robe underneath your hood you wore in an NHL locker room until the captain found out and talked some sense into you? Welcome to the mud, Dan. And, uh, wow, those are those are quite big words. Well, that's why I kind of wanted you to read it out, because, like... Those are quite big allegations. They are. Like they're, we, they're, we, they're huge. We saw what happened in um, Edmonton. Like, yeah, yeah. Those well, are big allegations. And, and also in in the AHL recently, yes, a player got exactly. suspended for a few games. So um, this, this this people do not take this lightly, no, and, and you no. know, and, neither they're, they're, it, and they're right for it. And neither you know? does Paul usually. Like he's very quiet. He's so I think that maybe yeah. this is why this has happened. You, you know, and, and Paul is I don't know what he is a quarter black. I guess yeah, I think no, his mom he's is half black. He talks you know? about it quite often on the show. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on on um, spitting chiclets. So. I'm looking forward for the next episode for sure to see what he kind of has to say about all of this. Well, it, the whole thing about it though. So Paul says, you know, remember when you used to call me this word? And Carcillo doesn't say I did. I didn't say it. He says like I kind of apologized to you a few months right, ago. He replied, right? Yeah, yeah. So like he did. He was going around saying this, and and the, the other thing too. It's it's remember when you used to call me this every day. Yeah. It's all remember when that one time when he called me it. It's every single day. It's like this yeah. this was part of this guy's character. Totally. I'm sorry. It, it clearly was. And I don't you know the um, he also denied the swastika thing the ever embroidery, happened. yeah. But I mean I don't see Paul Bisnet who knows he's gotten an influence to make things something like that up. But who, but like that you know? it, it, it seems so specific. It, it's so specific and it seems kind of random. Totally. Like like, what, who, like who would just who you know exactly and it, Paul Bissonnette is, does not come off as a guy who's going to make that up. No, totally. And uh, we, we got a new guest in, in the <laughs> studio now. We are joined by by Bruce the Pug. He oh, joined us folks, in the, we in should the be podcast. Live, we should be live streaming this. This, this should have been a Twitter live. Oh, we would have blown up. We really would have. We would have gone um, Insta famous. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, he didn't really hold back either. He keeps going. I mean, check out Paul's Twitter um, Twitter page, folks. Cause, yeah, wow. they, they both go cool. back back and forth a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, j- just looking at it now, there's actually some more stuff that's gone up recently. Wow. And man, there's ah, there's so much going on. I, I, we can't read it on air. No, because there's just so there's much There's too much stuff, to dive actually. into. But check it out. Check out uh, Paul Biznet's Twitter page. That's where you can see everything. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy, though. Yeah, apparently uh, <laughs> apparently Dan uh, Carcillo has been bombarded by uh, nasty messages. Well, it, would, uh, it looks like he funny. made a video, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot to actually dissect there. Well, all the, all the Spin Chickless fans are just going to come at him hard. Totally. And that's... You that's know, not going to be easy. And, and, and it's, it's kind of funny, though. Yeah. He, he quoted when he said 
you know, Spittin' Chicklets is doing damage control. He quoted that article. The yeah. article said, you know, something about Bisnet being the most influential person in hockey. The rise from a tough guy and, and, to the most influential yeah. hockey. And now like, you want to open those gates? Like, right as they announce it, you want to get into that? You want to jump into the mud, like Paul is it, said? Is it almost like, do you think Dan Carcillo would do it just because of that? Just like, for the pub, that, no is publicity like, is bad is publicity? Just a shitty, like, uh, that shitty of a thing that like, he could do? I think well, he could. Well, based on the comments and, and the embroidery <laughs> that he yeah. got done, I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. No, not at all. Uh, I mean, come on, let's be honest. Who, like, and you know that, like, you used to call this guy the N word. Like yeah. you've admitted that and you said you apologized about it. Yeah. Why even call him out in the first place, bro? When no, you've got no leg to I stand know. on. And, and you know, Paul's said on their on their podcast before, I'm sure I'm sure most people that listen to our show listen to theirs. Yeah. Um and, and he said before, you know, people want kind of wanted to poke the bear a little bit with Carcillo. Some yeah. other players want to make comments, and he's always said, No, I don't want to get into it. Yeah. I don't want to make that part of the podcast. I just kind of want to let it be. But Carcillo doesn't let it be. No. And when he should, because He's he's not in the right here. Exactly. He really isn't. I mean, he he had no place co- commenting at all. I know it's exactly. Twitter and you can say what you want, but he was trying to get something out of it. But at the end of the day, you you can't say whatever you want. You know. No, exactly. And, and, and Paul isn't someone that's going to just like let someone say something and be like, oh, you know, and just lay over, over and, like yeah. this blow over, like whatever. Like he's come at him hard. So folks, check his Twitter out. Um, it's going to be really interesting developments, and I think this this isn't the end of this story. For yeah, sure. I know. And there's some people that have talked about it, like being just publicity. I think there's some real heat between these. For two sure, guys. I don't think that. I mean, we, they joke about it about content, but I really yeah. don't think that Biz would would make allegations like that. Being partially, like you said, being part black. To make allegations like that just for content, I really don't see it happening. No, I, I so, don't see it happening. Yeah. Uh, but but you know what? Speaking of content, we have some amazing content coming up. Uh, Corey, aka Bayou Benders, yeah. which you can find on Twitter. Yes, I know the Twitter <laughs> handle now at Bayou Benders. Uh, our New Jersey Devils host, uh, <laughs> along with Shane Ryan, who actually helps him out on that show as well. Uh, but here you go, folks. Here's the interview. Time to throw it over. All right, folks, we promised big and we're delivering big. Here we go. Buy you, Benders. How the hell are you, buddy? Man, I'm fucking fan fucking tastic, man. Man, it's, uh, you know what? I'm not going to lie. It's kind of nice bringing on a host of a show of a team that's doing as poorly as the San Jose Sharks. Oh, man. Uh, we might as well call fucking Michael Clinkin here and just have a fucking, you know, league of shit. Have a good old basement brawl. Why not, right? Yeah, man, dude, that'd be so sick. That kid's uh, fucking hilarious. <laughs> it, it is kind of funny at this point. I mean, all you can really do is laugh about it. Uh, you know, I have one thing to ask you, though, before we really dive into the hockey stuff. And a lot of our fans want to know, do you still have that Brent Burns beard? Dude, absolutely. Yes, like, uh, love it. It, it's not going anywhere. That's exactly what we want to hear. And, and tell me. Is, is there a trick? Is there a key to keeping a thick, healthy beard like yours? And like Brent Burns? Do you, do you guys share any tricks, do you think? Fuck, man. If Brent Burns seems like he's the outdoorsman, right? So he's probably like me. Like, I don't do fucking anything to it. Like, I just, I just wash it. That's it. I don't, like, condition it or anything. Um, I, I think really time just really makes you have a good beard. Like, if you can grow a full, like, if you're not fucking having, like, patches all over your face, 
dude, just like fucking let it grow. That's that's really all you got to do. I would I would trim it, uh, just like the you know like the split ends and shit. That's about it. But I mean, like when you get to me, you don't you don't fuck care about it anymore. You know, you just you just kind of let it let it hang. You know, this all natural. I love it. I love this it. bad boy fucking moves in the wind, bro. You know, like I'm like a fucking biking. <laughs> do you do you skate at all? I mean, I know you're down down south, so uh, not a lot of people skate down there. But man, that would be something to see your beard floating in floating in the wind. Oh man! So like, I have a broken uh, pinky toe right now. Um, but I, I skateboard. I haven't I haven't skated in a while because uh, my fucking ankles are so shit from doing it for so long. But uh, I like to skateboard, and uh, it it does get in my fucking face quite a bit. Uh, I actually put it in like a uh, like a man bun, like the like a reverse Brent Burns. Uh, on my face and uh, i skate with it like that most of the time you know what i'm thinking content piece for the network that would be that would be something to see i got you bud i told y'all <laughs> when 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 uh me and tom you know tom and Corey does fucking uh you know vancouver island we'll get it all i'll bring my fucking board um tsa will probably be like the fuck is this you know uh <laughs> but but i'll try i'll try to get it through Oh man, I I can't wait for that trip. That's that's gonna be something else. We're gonna we're gonna get some great content out of that, dude. I told Isha I was like, gotta get me on fucking ice, bud. You know we gotta find somebody who would sponsor giving like a a fucking three three to four XL whatever the fuck I'll fit in. Uh, full gear, just give it to me for about twenty minutes. I probably won't last longer than that. <laughs> let me get on. Let me go do some laps. Pretend like I'm missing. You know, get what I'm missing from being in the South and get me the fuck out of there. And we'll go have oh, man, some beers be or something. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, uh, we'll definitely set that up. I'm sure there's some, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of beer leagues out here. I mean, we'll find some, some 4XL gear for you, but don't worry. Yeah, man. Uh, watch. I'll turn into like uh, fucking JJ, Frankie JJ from fucking uh, Letterkenny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I love it. But let, let's get into some uh, actual hockey here. You're the host of the New Jersey Devils show. Um, and like the San Jose Sharks, they've kind of had a piss poor season. Uh, is there one thing that you can kind of pinpoint this poor, poor season on for the New Jersey Devils? I mean, we, we, spent, we spent money. We tried to buy a winning season, and uh, I think that was a problem. Um, I think that, you know, we tried to um, – like maybe it was like a GM's last dying wish. Like, it, like maybe if we buy a winning season, um, we can kind of – give us give me a little bit more time here and, and try to figure out how to how to how to move forward and uh, I think we just spent all this money and just didn't work the guys we brought in just just didn't really fit well together some are some of them are already like you know their play is starting to deteriorate you know it was just it was just a bad move we know that we needed to rebuild but we tried to to give it a I guess a run I, I'm sure Taylor Hall was already like, you know, like, you're going to have to do a lot to keep me around. You know, like, I'm sick of losing. I fucking went through the Edmonton bullshit. You know, I came here. We had that one great year, and I'm not ready to fucking sit in a rebuild and, and be the, the face of a team and get all the fucking backlash when shit's not working, you know. So I'm sure they were trying to make it make it work for him, make it work for, for um, you know, the coach, Shiro, all of them. It just it just fell apart, you know. It just wasn't – it wasn't, it wasn't going to work. And, you know, the Devils making the playoffs uh, that season with Taylor Hall, do you think that, you know, almost tricked the organization into thinking they're more ready than they actually are? You know, like you said, they spent a, a bunch of money here, but they were in the middle of a rebuild. So I, I don't know if that's the right move there. 
Yeah, I think I think they thought they had the right pieces. You know, you have Jack Hughes. They they figured he was going to come out uh, and be lights out. You know, like Sidney Crosby or some shit. Uh, you had Taylor Hall proving that he can do it. You just needed to bring people around him. Um, and you had Nico Heischer, who's who's you know your, your next big thing. Um, I'm sure they, they were figuring, hey, you know, if we, could, if we can just bring some people in, maybe we don't have to have a rebuild like that. We can just have, you know, buy in a bunch of shit and kind of build our own team from here and just let, you know, the farm leagues kind of fill in as they can to make this team work. It just, it just didn't fucking happen. And do you think that's sustainable, though? I mean, like, let's say the New Jersey Devils squeak into the playoffs this year, and I know it's not going to happen. Say they had a stronger start to the season. Um, you know, can you sustain four or five years of building a team essentially through the, through the free agency market if you're going to rely on having, you know, a couple big draft picks in Heashear and Jack Hughes? But if you, you know, in my opinion, if you jump into a rebuild too quick or jump out of a rebuild too quickly, you're not going to get those filler draft picks down the road. You know, in two years, you're not going to get draft picks coming up. So do you think they're maybe kind of pushing it too quickly right now? I think they don't have a choice at this point. Um, yeah, what you, were saying, what you were saying first, um, I don't think you can really sustain that. I think, I think bringing in players like that is for an org- – is for an organization that already has a talent pool like a year or two out of being ready to move up to the big league and, and really make their, you know, their presence known, like they're fucking ready for this. I think that's the only way to make it work. I don't, I don't see you making this like, like it's a fucking fantasy team and, and spending all this fucking money to bring in people and just on, on the whim that fuck they're doing good over here. Uh, they should still do good over here. You know, like you're, there's just so much against you at that point, you know, whether sickness, injury, fucking just, you know, not working out with the team, you know, bad management. Fuck, dude. Like, it's just too big of a risk to to really try to build a team and then year after year fucking just bring in new people like that. No, that, that's a great point. And, I mean, they're already moving guys out. Uh, Blake Coleman got traded. Uh, do you think – you know, the direction of this organization is to keep going with the rebuild. And you think, you know, they're looking at next year, like it's going to be potentially another year of missing the playoffs. But, but it's a full on yard sale, full on yard sale. We had, we had a fucking, we literally, we moved. Uh, who's untouchable. Let's, let's put it that way. I think that's going to be easier. Who, who's not going to be traded from the devils or who's off the list completely. Hughes, he sure. I wouldn't move uh Mueller. I wouldn't move Mueller. I wouldn't move Blackwood. And that's probably it for me. So that leaves pretty much the whole team available. I'm talking five tabler. Yeah. Five tabler yard sale. Everyone's got a fucking price. If you want them, dude, this is the season. Dude, some guys that are, you know, shouldn't be getting traded for the amount of pick or player. It's happening this year. It's the year of the underachiever, you know? Do you think they, uh, they go for draft picks, or do you think they go for, for prospects, maybe guys that are just about ready to, to jump into the NHL? Because, you know, with guys like Hughes and, and Heischer, you do want to surround them with other good young players. And if you just get draft picks in return for whoever you're giving up, those guys are going to take three, four, five years to jump into the NHL. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say it's... I would go 50-50. I'd go 50% into draft picks and 50% into really strong prospects. Like uh, 
So, you know, right before, right before the Columbus game, we, uh, we traded um, Andy Green, right? So Andy Green, uh, I mean, fuck, this is the third podcast. I'm still saying it. That's a blue-collar man. You know, it's a blue-collar <laughs> hockey player. Um, he, tra- he waived his no-trade clause to go to the New York Islanders. He's not moving far, but, you know, still making a move. We get back David Quinville, who Shane pointed out is, uh, is what we need. He's a 21-year-old defenseman. He shoots right, which is something that we've been really fucking looking for. He's, gonna be, he's going down for right now to, uh, what is it, Bing- Bingmanton? Uh, so he's going to be down there for a bit, but he's 21, dude. He's just about ready to come up. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him at the, towards the end of the season, just make an appearance, if not stay. Um, and then I believe, yeah, we got a second, we got a second round draft pick from that. So I think, I think this is the way to go, right? We try to look for packages like, dude, we'll give you a player. We'll give you two players. Like I want like a prospect and I want a really good fucking draft pick. So, uh, this is how I know that the movement's fucking happening now that, that Andy Green one was kind of like, yeah, you, you know, uh, it's the lid of, of understanding that we're, we're, we're going to make the move, but it's Blake Coleman you know, one of our top three offensive uh, players just gets shipped to fucking Tampa Bay. We got Nolan Foote, one of the fucking Foot brothers, and we got Vancouver's first-round draft pick in 2020. So we got three first-round draft picks right now, which is big for us. I say we'd maybe go for maybe two, two, three more draft picks. After that, I'm looking – he better be like a phenomenal player that we're picking up or a really good prospect. Yeah, man, and I feel like the return has been huge for the Devils on the guys that they've shipped out. You know, it almost feels like it's it's kind of shaping out to be a, a seller's market right now. I mean, look at the return that they got for Green. I, I wasn't expecting that for a guy that, that's that old. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just surprising that the price that they've gotten these guys for. But I want to shift quickly to the goaltending, and I want your opinion on Blackwood. Do you think this guy can be a bona fide starter in the NHL. Can you put all your chips in for Mackenzie Blackwood? Man, this isn't the fucking, this isn't the one goalie league anymore. You know, like this, like last season, you, you saw a glimpse of it. This season is just showing so much of how like these players are, are nonstop. They're fast as fuck. Like the, the league's changing and the, the two goal, the goalie tandem era is upon us. I think Blake, uh, I think Blackwood is a great, is a great uh, starter for us. I think we find someone to help him. I like Louis Domingue, but Louis Domingue, like Shane says, plays good when he's got good around him, meaning the fucking defense, which we don't have, right? Our defense is fucking trash. Uh, Blackwood can't do it by himself, and Louis Domingue needs fucking help too. So I say we bring in someone like uh, Hudobin, you know, a little older, but someone like him, someone who, who can literally uh, – these guys can take shifts and take breaks off of each other. You know, that's how we that's how we go in. I wouldn't necessarily look for like uh like a big bob or like uh hockey trolls access if we wanted fucking um Braden Holpe. Fuck that, dude. I'm not paying big money for some dude to fucking yeah. ha- have a washed up season with us. Like we're not a great fucking team. I'm not gonna pay all this money to bring a great goalie in to have a half ass season around us. Like let's get like a Hudobin or somebody in here. Let's get a decent goalie tandem go- I mean Arizona, right? Like, they had a great idea. That's all we need to do. We need to find someone that will work well with the team that we have and, and really uh, make uh, Blackwood and himself look really good at the same time. 
Yeah, I mean, if you have a backup that can play, you know, a solid 30 games for you and your starters playing, you know, 50, 55 games in the regular season, I think that's ideal, right? Your, your starting goaltender gets enough rest, especially if you want to go deep into the playoffs. I know the Devils aren't looking at that, but in the future, you know, if you want to go deep in the playoffs, having that rest, that's, that's super useful. Yeah, I mean, look, look, look at, you know, Arizona's got uh, Darcy Kemper, um, probably still hurt. They got that really good kid coming up, Aiden. I think it's Aiden Hill, and you got uh, Auntie Ronta. Now imagine Columbus, who's going to be the fucking cake this year. I mean, they they already look like the cake. Imagine if Corpusalo is not hurt, um, and also you know you got you got Elvis Merzlikas. So that's what we're looking for. We're looking for a a quick fix. I wouldn't call it a quick fix. I'm sorry, uh, but we're looking for something like that. You know. You don't have to be a big name fucking goalie to make an impact. Corpusala wasn't a really big impact player, uh, well name, and neither was Elvis. They both fit the the scheme and they both played lights out. And I mean that that is uh, one area that you can address in the free agent market because I mean it's not going to cost you a lot of money, right, to get a to get a backup uh, goalie at this point. But so this devil season, I said it before, hasn't been that great. Has there been any silver lining to this year? Uh, fuck. We we got we're keeping Nico Hishio around. I think that's a great fucking move. Yeah, you have to um, think long and hard about uh, starting that answer. Yeah, yeah, dude, dude, dude. This is a fresh team for me, right? So it's like, man, it's like, what can I really say positive? Uh, yeah, that, no, that's that I don't enough. that I don't know a lot. I mean, Mackenzie Blackwood for what he is, he's showing really great strides. He he's 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 he took a little a little something in the beginning to work with, but man, like. With a shitty fucking defense around him, he's still holding his weight. We fucking won tonight. I mean, we beat Detroit. That's not really hard to do. But at the same time, people are saying it's not hard to fucking beat New Jersey. So uh, I think PK Subban is, is can be a great addition, but we need people to help PK. He's he's not he can't do it by himself. He's a he's a two way defenseman, uh, more or less just a, a an Eric Carlson at this point. You know, like he's not getting hurt, but he ain't really fucking amazing anymore. Um, but we need we need someone who's more of a you know uh, a stay at home defenseman to help PK when he fucks up and gives the puck up. Uh, <laughs> but Jack who Jack Hughes is the future for this team, and I think him and Nico Heischer is going to do fucking wonders together. Um, you know uh, this this one kid's lighting up right now. We just talked about him, uh, Joey Anderson. So uh, I, I like this kid. He's I want to say he's nineteen. Uh, he might be 21. I'm trying. I'm, I'm yeah, looking so at him. He's 21, actually. 21 years old, right? I mean, dude's having a great. As of late, he's doing very good. So he's got two goals in the last two fucking games. Um, now that doesn't sound like much to a fucking team who's running it, but you know what? We're looking for positivities, and and, and that type of shit right there, like a, a young guy producing so late with all this misfortune going around, that's a player that I'd I'd put on, on the maybe side of not fucking trading. Hey, yeah, no, a, a good young player at that age. He still has a lot of time to uh, mature and make an impact on the team for sure. Uh, one, one last thing I want to hear from you, Benders. I want a prediction. We're, we were talking about trades. Who's one New Jersey Devil that you think will be shipped out at the trade deadline this year? Or maybe maybe multiple? Um, let's see. Hmm. I know Damon Severson's going. I, I guarantee you, Damon uh, – Severson will be gone by the end of – I'd say give him three weeks, he'll be gone. They'll find somewhere for him. Um, 
Well, and you know, are we looking at a pretty steep price there? Pretty similar to the other guys that have been moved, uh, a, a kind of legit prospect and maybe a second round pick, maybe even a first. Dude, at this point, he doesn't even want to be with this fucking team. I'll take a third or fourth round fucking pick and like a decent prospect and get the fuck out of here. Okay. All right. I, I just felt from the outside looking in, I just felt like uh, Severson had some more value than that, but that, that's interesting to know. Well, yeah, I, I feel like he's got – I feel like he's got, like you're saying, yeah, like he he's valuable, but I don't want this team to fucking nitpick and find someone to, to get him out. Like, like we right. don't need him playing like Duchesne did in fucking Colorado, just really half-assing it until he got moved. Like, he doesn't want to fucking be here. Uh, I don't need him fucking up, you know, just, just playing piss poor. Like, there's, there's people on his team that are trying to prove themselves and try to finish out the season strong. I don't think that he wants to give that to us anymore. I say you package him up with, like, Nikita Gusev, get a good deal out of him, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I mean, it's and especially, you know, with young players on your roster, like he, Shearer, Hughes, it's not good to have guys that don't want to be there, you know? Yeah, they, I, you're ruining their mentality of, 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 of a team. Like, okay, you're establishing yeah. a culture, right? You're, you're yeah. establishing a, basically a culture of indifference, and that's just – you know, as manage, as a management group, you, you don't want that for your young guys. So I agree with you, you know, move them out of there, even if you got to take a little less on the value. Yeah, man. I, I think whatever, whatever we can get for him is going to be good because it's going to be good for us. We'll, we'll be getting a prospect or we're getting a player that, you know, he might not like where he's coming, but he ain't going to be fucking quitting day one. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. that's at least how I look at it. You know, I don't think it's going to be a player for player trade. I think it's going to be a little extra something in it. And I think whether it be a prospect or a, a pick, I think that's going to be good enough. Well, Benders, at least you have the draft to look forward to uh, us here in San Jose. We, we don't have that luxury right now. We don't have our draft pick, but uh, we thank you for coming on the show, buddy. Uh, it's, it's always good to catch up with you. Man, it's a fucking treat. Too bad producer T wasn't here. That man yeah, is you awesome know, he's, as well. He's probably stuck in trail right now, as you know, with, with the smoke <laughs> Did you Do you get that joke? Have, have you looked up that uh, what we're talking about there? Uh, to an so, extent. I mean, okay, we don't... So we, it's, it's the Trail BC, British Columbia. The Trail Junior Hockey Team is called the Smoke Eaters. Now just think <laughs> about that for a second. The Smoke Eaters. And producer T is always there. So uh, what's Jeez. what's he doing over there? So Eating you, some smoke? You guys fucking like wearing Birkenstocks and fucking braiding shit. Like <laughs> Canada is really taking on the fucking weed culture. <laughs> oh, I, oh, especially here on the West Coast. Especially producer T. He's right in the middle of it. I don't want to fucking hear it. You guys have fucking bong toast like like every twenty seconds. Like oh, you can hear it, and that's mostly producer T. I'm gonna say. I mean, oh, it, sa it sounds like it's coming from a crystal a crystal clear Dylan microphone, though, bro. <laughs> hey, producer T got a new mic, so we're we're both bubbling pretty clear right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. I I can tell it's like a three chamber bubbler at this point. Like. You know, I can just hear it in the depth of uh, of the gurgle. Well, you know what? I can't wait for you to come to Vancouver Island to do a live podcast <laughs> and you can bubble along with us. That'll be amazing. <laughs> Man, that'd be amazing. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's been a while. So dude, that'd definitely be a treat. I can't wait to uh, to get that in the works. Uh, people would not understand how, how exciting it is. 
for a guy from uh, New Orleans that loves hockey to go into a, a, a full Canadian city, first off, but just to be, you know, engulfed in hockey culture. Oh, man. And we're, we're super excited to have you on the network as well and covering the New Jersey Devils. Thanks again for coming on the Stick Hungry podcast. We'll catch up with you again sometime this season, buddy. Man, it's been a pleasure. Uh, apparently, Turkey wants to say bye, too. Uh, been a pleasure, boys. You guys have fun. Uh, fans, have a, great, have a great start of your fucking week. Uh, you know, go Devils. Go, go fucking Sharks. I still like you guys, you know. There we go. It gives us some love. I like it. <laughs> uh, what's your Twitter handle for the people, actually, to give you a follow? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It is uh, Bayou Benders. That's it. There you go. I can, I can hear the cat in the background. He sounds like he's hungry, so we'll, we'll yeah. let you go and feed the cat. Uh, he doesn't need it, but all right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks a lot, buddy. Later, boys. Big shout out to Bayou Benders. Uh, love having this guy on the show. I know the fans love having this guy it's, on the show. It's always a great episode when we have Bayou on. Always, always a fun time. Yeah. But uh, we, we thank everybody for joining us on the Stick Hungry Podcast. Your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Twitter at Stick Hungry Pod. You can find myself at DYL underscore THPN. You can find myself at Producer underscore TEE. You can find the network at Hockey Pod Net. Remember, you can get every NHL team's podcast and obviously um, Tales with TR. And Ice Analytics. Ice Analytics. Check it out. Definitely do if it. If you're not listening to those two shows, you're really missing out. Yeah, Honestly. You are. I know Don't lots, just listen to I know Isaac, lots of our fans, sure. they're, they're just San Jose Sharks fans, I, and I understand that. But check out these two There's shows. A lot of, yeah, You'll it, learn lots about the game. For sure. For sure. And you know what? San Jose has been brought up a couple of times on the ice analytics. I know True. that. I was, I was yeah, on the you, second you episode. Guest, you know, with our goaltending um, nightmares, I think, right. in regards, right? Yeah. His, oh, no, no. It was, it was the travel, actually. Oh, right. The it was travel. Talking it's, about it's, this. It's different things like that, right? Exactly. That it's interesting. Really talk about yeah. usually. So uh, check that out, folks. Um, thanks for joining us. We'll see you on Monday. See you on Monday.